0: I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre-Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. The Miracle of Creation, Part 1, Pondering the Uncreated One I'm kind of a crafty person. However, my follow-through needs a little improvement. I've compiled stacks of yarn for pom-poms and beads for necklaces I want to make. This array of supplies gathers dust in an extra bedroom until the muse strikes me again someday. I am a person of piles, filled with good intentions, but sometimes a tad slow with that follow-through. Can you relate? Luckily, God can't. He finished every creative thing he's ever started out to do. I've been thinking a lot about creativity lately, due in part to seeing an astounding array of exotic animals in the Galapagos Islands. I went there recently. Despite the relatively small combined landmass of this collection of islands off the coast of Ecuador, these islands host a greater variety of animal species than anywhere else on Earth. The lord of the universe is unequivocally matched when it comes to creativity. Defined creativity refers to the use of imagination or original ideas with regard to the production of an artistic work. When God created the heavens and the earth, as we learn in Genesis 1, He didn't need to rely on any preassembled art supplies. He required no muse to strike. He simply spoke creation into being. He implemented divine order in everything He made. Even more mind-boggling than that, no one created Him either. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, as we are told in Revelation 22.13. God alone can and did create everything from nothing. Admittedly, these concepts are lofty and often debated in theological and scientific circles. Within the confines of this podcast, however, I'm embracing all Scripture references in that book of the Bible and fully trusting that everyone and everything written In Genesis, is God-breathed, as we are reminded in 2 Timothy 3.16. Even if we must agree to disagree on that, I hope you'll stay with me here, because anyone with even a fundamental acknowledgement and belief in God as a supreme being can see that nothing preceded Him. He is the only uncreated one in the universe. Jesus famously told the high priests and Jews, Before Abraham was, I am. When asked by them if he believed he was greater than Abraham. But do we really contemplate the awe of that, even if we might acknowledge it with our lips? Our heart is what sometimes keeps us from fully embracing that amazing fact God really is uncreated. But does our behavior follow suit? When we second guess, bypass, or even defy God's laws, leadings, or course corrections, we dishonor Him dethrone him and try to insert ourselves into the sacred throne space that belongs to him alone. You shall have no other gods before me, we are told in Exodus 23. We say it with our lips, but with our hearts and our actions we rebel and defy at this truth at every turn. The gifted songwriter Chris Tomlin paid homage to God in his song, Uncreated One. In the lyrics, Magnifying the God of the Universe, he states, O great God, be lifted high, there is none like you. When we acknowledge God, exactly for who He is, marvel at all He's done, and trust in what He promises to do in the future, we envision Him lifted high on the throne, where He always has and always will rule and reign over all He's made. I'd like to read an excerpt now from my second book, The Trap Door, and this excerpt is entitled, Whoppers from Pulpits and Pews, All Religions Lead to God. Unlike almost all other false notions we've examined in this book, The Trap Door, the idea that all religions lead to God doesn't come from a misconstrued Bible verse. The Bible is full of verses about the one true God. Some religions are born of misguided inclusions to biblical formations and foundations, but others are wrapped in blankets of tolerance, and those create a worldview that is not in line with the Bible in its entirety. It's not uncommon to hear the uniformed or the duped say that all searches for higher beings lead to God. Christians recognize the unique linchpin of their faith, in the being for whom there has not been or ever will be any equal, Jesus Christ. Historically, no other religion devoid of Christ has ever claimed that their divine one rose from the grave to conquer death. Any other roads that others may claim lead to a God that is equal to Jesus or somehow basically the same don't line up with the one true path Christians know they must take. Any claimants insisting that the roads are the same are gravely mistaken. But in a world where tolerance is revered more than strong convictions, it's becoming harder and harder to refute the all-roads concept among non-believers. It's a trap we do well to avoid. Scripture is clear. Jesus says He is the only way. He tells us this in John chapter 10. We read in verse 7 that He is the door to us as sheep. And He said earlier in verse 1 that anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a robber. Christians not only need to be wary of any stray paths we come in contact with, we need to pay attention to the paths of those that surround us, even in casual ways, so we too are not deceived. As the end times approach, this will be an even more important aspect of our discernment. I was once a part of a discussion in which I was presented with a new method of refuting this notion, the person, a believer, a believer was discussing an encounter she'd had with a non-believer who stated that they're all roads opinion to my Christian friend. Instead of simply arguing the point, my friend simply stated that it didn't matter at all what she thought herself. What mattered to her was what God said. My friend went on to say that she was in no position to argue with God, despite any feelings she might have. Of course, we need to discern through prayer whether or not an all roads disagreement could result in an intervention of the Holy Spirit and a potential conversion, or simply end up being another argument. What we never want to do is be tempted to fall into this line of faulty thinking ourselves. Our best hedge against watering down our beliefs is to continually renew our own minds with God's holy word and its solid truths, entirely unworthy of dilution. And the keys to kingdom living are, there's only one door that leads to salvation, Jesus. And the doorpost is, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her blogs can be found on her website, cindyyorks.com. Her entire Door Devotion trilogy is now available on Amazon.